In today's episode of the Iman Wire podcast. Throughout my life, there's always been, I'm a Muslim, and no, we're not all terrorists. That's never not been a part of my experience. Although we are so diverse, there are generally some broad strokes and some general themes that one finds among all the varying personalities that we've had a chance to interact with. And there is that congruity as well, in, in, in addition to the diversity. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Iman Wire podcast. I'm Muhammad Salim from Iman Wire. Joining us today are the hosts of the show Diffuse Congruence, Parvez Ahmed and Zaki Hassan. We're going to be talking about the American Muslim narrative. First of all, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a real honor. Thank you. There's a lot of stuff, you know, we talk about, you know, just a little time to spend with you guys. But, you know, the first thing I actually want to talk about is uh, is Batman uh, <laughs> and how he relates to your show and how he relates to the American Muslim experience. Because, you know, by Batman, I'm, I'm referring to the actor currently playing him in the movies, Ben Affleck, because you guys uh, had on your show um, Rehan Jalali, who's, I know, Pervez, a friend of yours, right? That's right. Yeah. So, you know, he's a nutrition expert, uh, fitness trainer, and he trained Ben Affleck. And that's how I was actually introduced to your show because someone told me about uh, this uh, trainer, Rehan Jalal. You got to listen to this episode um, on your podcast. So in that show, he uh, he talks about how he hasn't just been training Ben Affleck for the Batman movie. He's been uh, working him with him for like years. I think he said like eight years. And actually, that's when it hit me uh, because it gave, at least to my mind, a background context to that time when... Um, when Ben Affleck was on Bill Maher's show, you remember the one with yeah. with Sam oh, Harris, yeah. and you yeah. know that was the the famous day where you know Ben Affleck called him out on the racism and you know defended Muslims. The day he became more than a man, but became a, a legend to Muslim America. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, like you know the Hassan bin Hajj and the. Uh, uh, the Daily Show. He has this thing. He says, like, you know, Affleck is not was not the hero the Muslims wanted, but he's the one the hero that we needed at the time. Um, so when Rehan was uh, on your show um, and he's saying he's been working with Ben Affleck for years, it crystallized in my mind uh, this research that um, an individual's opinion of Muslims changes positively when uh, that individual knows and interacts with a Muslim. Now, maybe Correct. you could say for sure, like, okay, maybe Ben Affleck would have defended Muslims anyway. But I think sure. it's plausible to say that his connection um, with Rehan Jalali played a big role in his conception of what Islam is and, and who Muslims are and, I, and informed you know, his comments that day. So that's how actually I heard about your show. That's how I got hooked on the show uh, because you, know, you guys are talking to people about their life stories as American Muslims and it's really a narrative of of the uh, of the American experience as a whole, um, because we're all interconnected. So, I mean, anyways, that's sort of my little fanboy take on your show. Uh, but <laughs> wow. uh, you know, I'd like to hear a little bit about your thoughts and, and really, what about your origin story? About um, number one, uh, how you guys came together, and number two, how you guys decide to to um, to come up with this idea of your of your show. Uh, Pervez, you want to take the take the lead on this? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, first we, of all, we, thank we you. We usually ask other people for their Yeah, I know. See, this is the whole so. point. Well, I, I you know, I listened to your show, yeah. and I wanted like, yeah. I was like, we need to turn this around you guys and listen to hear what you guys have. <laughs> yeah. Listen to hear about your story, you know, because you guys are, you know, alhamdulillah, you're telling, you're, you're telling the story of all these, these, these great people you have in your show, but, you know, I want to hear a little bit about you. Yeah, well, no, thank you. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny when you said what is the, you know, what is your sort of origin story? I, I couldn't help but 
comment the fact that, yeah, you probably do listen to the show because that's kind of <laughs> usually our first question, right, that we ask people. So, well, we'll unpack uh, things later, too, you know. Unpack <laughs> things later. There you Boom. There you go. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, we definitely have a listener. Uh, he's not faking the funk, uh, Zucky. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's a 90s reference uh, that might uh, escape a lot of your uh, listeners, or maybe not. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, anyway, you know, thank you. Thank you for all, all, all that you said. And, yes, um, in, in fact, uh, uh, in, in terms of our origin story, let's see, where do I start? Um, well, I mean, for, first of all, I mean, Zucky and I go back and beyond the uh, relationship that we've been able to uh, forge by way of the podcast. Um, you know, we were joking offline, Mohammed, kind of how – you know, we're all sort of related, you know, uh, somehow, especially, you know, in, in Hydro, Heather Body sort of clicks. Uh, and so Zucky and I have a mutual sort of uh, relationship like that as well. Uh, but, um, um, you know, uh, Zucky had been doing this podcast uh, called Movie Film Podcast now for what, Zucky? You had been doing it for, I think, almost two years? Uh, well, at, at, at the at, time, yeah. At the time, uh, it had been about a year. Right. So, you know, for those who follow Zucky online and, and, and know Zucky by way of his movie reviews and, 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 and writings and things like that and publications, uh, you know, he also does this podcast called Movie Film with uh, an old buddy of his, uh, Brian Hall. And I had been listening to that podcast, uh, just being a fan of movies and, and, and just in generally Zucky's take on all things pop culture. So, uh, you know, that had sort of drawn me to the medium, as it were, in terms of the uh, effective nature of being able to reach a wide, a wide net in terms of an audience uh, via podcasting. And so, you know, and then through Zucky, I came to listen to other podcasts. And so, you know, again, that's how I sort of got turned on to the medium. And so I think it was just literally one of those like conversations over tea or coffee or dinner or something. Right, Zucky, where, yeah. it was, hey, you know. There's not there's not any Muslims in this space. I mean, again, again, going, you know, uh, what is it? Flashbacking three years or whatever, uh, you know, going back in time three years ago, certainly there was a paucity of like Muslim presence in in terms of the podcasting space. And so, yeah, I don't I don't know that we were the only game in town, but I mean, it was definitely a much smaller pond than it is now. Yeah, yeah, and so I think so that 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 was really the where the idea germinated uh, in terms of wanting to do a podcast, and I think even at that time it was made it was sort of very clear to us what our sort of real uh, like our ultimate objectives would have been or or were going to be, which is we really wanted to sort of showcase the diversity of the American Muslim community, the American Muslim narrative uh, that in that we're not a monolith and we're this, you know, we're, we're, we're a, we're a, uh, you know, a, a, um, what's the word Zucky likes to use a lot, a tapestry of various narratives and various yeah. cultures and so on. And so we really wanted to use the show as an opportunity to highlight that, uh, not for a specific audience per se. So, you know, again, with podcast, as you know, Mohammed, I mean, you don't know who's listening. So the idea was to keep as general and broad as possible not to be Muslimy or too Muslim centric where, you know, you lose viewers or excuse me, listeners just by virtue of the fact that, you know, you get into the weeds as it were, or use terminology that is foreign or isn't e easily discernible. You know, we wanted to do again, uh, you know, sort of long form interviews with people again, highlighting the Muslim experience, the American Muslim experience, and at the same time to a broad audience of people. 
Yeah, and 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 just to just to piggyback off of that, and and you know, offer a corollary. Um, I you know, shortly before we started doing this show, I uh, uh, you know, by virtue of covering uh, films and whatnot, I had a chance to sit down with Jeremy Scahill, who's a journalist, and you know, he 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 wrote a book uh, about Blackwater, and he had he had a documentary out at the time called Dirty Wars, which is about drone warfare, and you know. Uh, Every, everything that happened to Unrol Olaki, et cetera. And so we had this really sort of in-depth conversation about geopolitics, and it was a fascinating thing. And I realized that by virtue of that conversation and, and everything that we covered, I was like, I can't use this on my other show. Right. You know, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't use it on movie film because I couldn't be like, hey, did you see that funny thing Ben Affleck said? Oh, speaking of which, here's a thing about drone warfare for 20 minutes. I just, you know, and and I that was something that really struck me where I was like, you know, I I love being able to talk about pop culture and joke around about it. And that's something fun for me. But I also there's there's this entire other venue uh, that I would love to have about where we talk about geopolitics and and people's stories and go into a much uh, you know uh, take take a much take a different perspective on these things than than we get from certainly from traditional media and so th- there were a lot of sort of pieces that I was thinking about in my head that I'd love to put to bear in this way and then and then above and beyond that it's you know I I'd love to just sit and talk to say Osama Cannon for an hour and hear his, you know, his life story. I think that's interesting. I I don't know if anybody else wants to listen to it, but I do. I want to hear oh, it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think that's actually the, the, the best part of the show. I think that's the thing that I, at least, at least that drew me in when I started at least listening to other, um, other episodes was to hear sort of the, these background, um, stories about, you know, a lot of, uh, scholars, speakers that we know, um, you know, we have a piece coming out on, on a manoir by a man named Ahmed Salim, and he's, he talks specifically about um, the documentation of our history as Muslims in America. And he, he mentions your podcast um, as an example of perhaps an initial effort in preservation of these experiences that, um, you know, the previous generations of Muslims in America have had. And he actually wow. mentions some of the... Um, some of the older, you know, some of the older, uh, older uh, shiuch or older scholars who, uh, you know, in, in America and how we don't really know a lot about them. Um, you know, we yeah. know them from what they speak. But, you know, uh, you know, for example, like you, you've had like Dr. Omar and Dr. Jackson and there's certain things I, if I recall and I remember in those pockets, it was like you know, just little things in their life experience. It really tells you as much about them and their message um, as it does as whatever they say, you know, on the pulpit. So pre- preserving all of that narrative, that personal uh, touch that is lost sometimes when you're just, you know, taking from what you hear um, in a sermon or a speech. So that's, you know, I find that the real value of, of really discussing, um, you know, what you guys are talking about in your show about the, just the personal lives and the journey of, of all your guests and um, and American Muslims, and and what I what I like especially is that some of the most powerful episodes for me have been some of the people maybe a lot of people don't know in in the arts, and in, especially those people are are not necessarily around many Muslims, uh, but they yeah. have a very you know, some of the very interesting stories of their journey. You know, I think it's really it tells us a lot about just American Muslims as a whole, and you mm-hmm. know we're, we're all sort of on that journey together, but in different ways. You know, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'd love to, yeah. To, to kind of delve into something you mentioned as well as Zucky touched on as well, which is, you know, uh, yeah, certainly it was it was a conscious a- a- attempt on our part 
to uh, to wanna uh, to want to record or pre preserve the uh, these oral histories, if you will, uh, kind of almost like a oral historian does. Uh, but the personal narratives and life stories of these individuals who are thought leaders and artist and activist in our community um, and and uh, kind of like what you were mentioning in terms of uh, you know these stories being preserved I mean you know if we think back to some of the people who had an indelible impact on the Muslim community in even as recently as the 80s and 90s you know that they, they, they've passed on I mean you know we we lost Ahmed Sucker uh, you know a couple of years ago or not even uh, that long ago and so you know it's it's that old vanguard and wanting to preserve their stories um, it, it was definitely a part of the show or I think it, it just sort of it it, German, it it came about organically, kind of like what Zucky was saying. It was really our own, I maybe call it selfish or whatever, but it was our own sort of personal interest in wanting to listen to these stories, wanting to talk to these people. And and I think that that, that kind of, I, what I would hope, that level of kind of our own sincere interest comes across, or, uh, our earnestness, if you will, comes across on the show when we are talking to people. Uh, I mean, you mentioned a fanboy moment or whatever earlier. I mean, I, you know, you, you I, I know listeners can hear that time and time again. I mean, I, you know, when you're sitting across the room talking with someone like Imam Zaid Shakir and he's telling his life story, I mean, you can't help but have a kind of a fanboy moment or whether it's Dr. Omer, you know. And so I, I, I hope that that kind of comes out to our listeners or, or comes across to our listeners that we're doing it from a place of sincerity in terms of our own interest in wanting to know these the, the lives of these individuals. Um, and then, you know, on those episodes that are less personal narrative driven and more, you know, talking about, say, something that is in the news or something that is relevant to the Muslim community, you know, I'm thinking of an episode, like I'm thinking of someone like, you know, Dr. Muhammad Fadl or Dr. or, or Shadi Hamid, those type of episodes where we don't, it is, they're not so focused on personal narratives. I, I again, I I, I'm, I hope that that kind of organic sincerity comes across in the sense that we ourselves, Zucky and I, are trying to make sense of of, of those issues our, ourselves and coping Absolutely. with those things. And 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 yeah, and so we hope that that kind of comes across in the show. But uh, so I wanted to talk about the name um, and how you guys chose it, um, what it means. I know it's um, uh, it's from Dr. Jackson. What was your um, your thinking about the name? What it means, and what does it tell about the goals of your show? Sure, uh, Zucky, <laughs> you, know, you always punt this one to me. So, well, well, and and be before you before you unpack it, uh, <laughs> I, I will say this: the 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 one thing Pervez and I both agreed on was we didn't want it to be like Muslim talk or you know Islam chat or you know we didn't we didn't want something that was sort of explicitly like it, it this this sounds like we're running away from what what the sort of the the goal of the show is but we wanted it to be something that was expansive yeah and 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 i remember Pervez, the the things that we were sort of bouncing back and forth as a framework was like you know uh, and one more thing or you know like a a, yeah. a, a statement or a phrase that uh could encompass a great variety of topics within it I'll let you pick it up from there. 
diffuse congruence is, is one of those terms that Dr. Jackson uses. Um, and, uh, you know, as a grad, it, it had stuck as a student of his years and years ago. Uh, it, it always sort of stuck in my mind. One, I just like the sound of it, to be really honest with you, diffuse congruence. It just sounds, you know, like you're going to present something that is, uh, it just sounds like a really powerful idea, whatever it is, you know. Uh, but diffuse congruence just sounds pretty, pretty, pretty powerful. But, uh, but, but what diffuse congruence, the way Dr. Jackson employs the term, uses the term is as a translation of something that is found in Muslim tradition uh, in our own uh, sort of um, uh, scholarly tradition which is the concept of or the idea of tawatur or mutawatur which is that things are uh, the way in which one can verify the uh, integrity of a statement or of a of a text is by virtue of its uh, uh, diffusion among various individuals uh, and various in, in cases in, in most cases generations of people that are not only are they reporting to have heard or to have transmitted this exact statement of whether it's the Quran or a verse of the Quran or it's a statement of the Prophet peace be upon him but also of our just of, of, of our of that initial founding generation as it were of, 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 of Islam but at, but at, but at the same time, um, do you, just by virtue of the sheer volume of people that are reporting it, the diffusion, if you will, uh, that 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 it, it precludes the possibility that all of these people could have colluded to uh, together uh, to transmit a lie or something that did not happen. Uh, and so, and also, uh, not only the fact, the, the virtue, or by virtue of the fact that there's the the sheer volume of people reporting something, but that Either, either almost explicitly, let us to say, you know, literally word for word, or in, in, in by, by way of a general idea, they're transmitting something also in the same, you know, that 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 transmits the same message. So there's a congruence there. So there's a congruence in uh, what they're saying, in addition to the sheer volume, the diffusion. Um, and that's what mutawatir and tawatir is, and that's in fact how we verify the integrity of the Quran. In the early generations, it's how we grade ahadith, statements of the prophet, is based on this idea of diffuse congruence. So, um, you know, like I said, one we like. I, I personally just always it's stuck in my mind as as a really powerful idea and a state and just a, the way it sounds. Uh, and but when we were thinking about the show again, going back to what I what what I said earlier in terms of wanting to highlight the diversity uh, of the American Muslim experience, you know, community and the American Muslim narrative and experience. Uh, we also, uh, it's, I think, inescapable to recognize the fact that although we are so diverse, there are generally some broad strokes and some, um, what, you know, so some general themes that one finds among all the varying personalities that we've had a chance to interact with. And so there is that congruity as well in, in, in addition to the diffusion or the diversity. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, basically what by presenting these different stories of all these different American Muslims on your show in line with this concept of diffuse congruence, it's, it's, it's showing a, a normative. What, what is the normative Muslim in a way? That's right. It, it's, that's you know, right. You know, obviously what we're seeing on our TV screens and whatever and Internet and of what is said about Muslims is obviously in direct opposition to what we know to be a normative Islam. And that's really, I think, the powerful thing of what, what 
sharing all these stories of all these different Muslims is that, as you said, there are these common threads. There's these, there's these, there's these basic norms of decency and and mercy and rahmah and justice and so forth that is present in all these very different people, which I think is very, very powerful. Um, and it's something that, you know, it, it, and it's that that's person that 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 personal touch of of Islam that, you know, mm-hmm. we have with one another, that um, what I was alluding to in the very beginning when I was talking about, you know, Rehan Jalali, you know, um, it, that effect that it has on the people around them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. What is it in your backgrounds that really has fueled your interest in doing this work? I mean, from a spiritual point of view, from an educational point of view, what is it that 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 sort of got you going on this path, and what is it that fuels you to keep on doing this? Because you guys have been doing this for like what what two and a half years, something like three years, right? Three, three years, three yeah, years, just wow. over three years. Yeah. So, yeah. what is it that sort of you know is there something specific that you can point to in your in your life or your experience that really made you interested in doing this specific this specific uh, you know activity and and what is it that that's keep that keeps you going? Wow, that's a great question. And I'm gonna I defer to you, Zaki, because I think you uh, are singularly uh, best equipped to probably a- answer or at least take the lead on the question. Um, well, thank you. Uh, you know, I think I think for me, you know, my, my I come at this as a media scholar and a, and a media critic, and so I I have you know, I, I have expertise to the degree that I have expertise in that area. And then obviously there's my identity as a Muslim. So, I mean, you can't be a Muslim in this country and and have seen, you know, what's been happening in terms of how, how Islam is portrayed, how Muslims are portrayed over the past at least 15 years, but I would go even further back and say, you know, 30 years, certainly throughout my life, throughout my life, there's always been I'm a Muslim, and no, we're not all terrorists. That's never not been a part of my experience. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's really important because I think for a lot of us uh, in the older generation, you know, who can remember well before 9/11, I didn't feel completely, you know, accepted before 9/11. Like you know, years before 9/11, there was all this stuff in the background growing up. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't. Got a, it got a lot worse after 9/11 for sure. Yes. But, you know, I think all of us can attest that it was never, as you said, it's like 30 years or however years it's been. That's always been. Uh, you know, always an issue. That's right. It, it wasn't all sunshine and puppy dogs before nine eleven, but um, uh, it, for, that is for the Muslims, that, you know, Muslim community in America. Um, sorry, Zaki, go go ahead. Yeah. So, so just picking up on that. So, so for me, essentially, what happened is once once I realized what a tremendous forum podcasting was as a way to bypass the sort of traditional media filter. And, and just to put content out there and let people experience it a- at their own pace and make of it what they will. I said, you know, we, we have an opportunity here. And and this is this is where uh, Parvez and I kind of, you know, just uh, Parvez and I have been friends for a long time. It's not like we specifically came together for the podcast. We we enjoy getting together. We enjoy chatting. And one thing that sort of emerged in our discussions is, man, we we're in the Bay Area here and there's so many people here who I would love to hear their stories and I would love to share their stories with the world. And it's, it started with something as simple as that. And, and I use Osama Cannon as, as a specific example because he was our first episode, but that was exactly sort of what got the ball rolling for me. I was like, if we set up a mic and just have a chat with Osama Cannon for 90 minutes, 
I would love to hear it, and I'm sure other people would too. And That's right. and then we went, you know, and I'd love to talk to Imam Zaid Chakar. I'd love to, and blah, 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 blah. And, and the amazing thing, by the way, is pretty much everyone who we've set out to be like, oh, we'd love to have him on, the vast majority of them we've been able to get on, and some people were, we've been able to bring back again, which is fantastic. Hey, Zucky, I, I, you know, I think back again, this is before we even started the podcast, but it was one of those initial like talking sessions about, you know, what the show was going to look like or what we wanted to do and why we were going to do it. Um, do you remember sitting in that, in that Starbucks? Yeah. Speaking of the Bay Area. And oh, that's remember, right. How remember funny. the random, the random yeah. guy? Was, yeah, well, why, why don't you, why don't you tell? Yeah. Well, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I remember we, we were sitting and chatting and. Yeah, what did he say? I remember that experience. I don't remember specifically what he said. Well, he was like, he was like, I know I'd listen to you guys just talk. <laughs> yeah, it was just some totally random person. It was, if I if I recall, I mean, you know, and again, yeah, it was uh, like it, the guy was like, I just want you guys to know, I really enjoyed just sitting and listening to you guys. And it was he was like sitting at an adjacent table. That's right. That's right. Uh, I I don't see color like uh, what's her name, Tommy, um, um, Laren. But- yeah, Laren. But but I, I believe he was a white dude too. Just a random white guy. Just uh, happened to be sitting next to us. But uh, anyway, um, sorry, had to throw in something a little bit contemporary. Yeah, put a timestamp on this uh, on, on this interview. Is there anything, uh, any guest that you particularly su- that surprised you, or you know, was that really had an effect on you that you can recall? Um, anyone in particular? Hmm. Actually. I, I wanted to quickly, sorry, if you don't mind, I just wanted to say one quick last thing about that. The last question you asked, Zucky, you know, in terms of uh, what in our own personal lives, right? I don't, I don't think I really mentioned anything particular or specific. Um, but I mean, it was just really kind of feeding off of, I think, exa- and that, which is why I really wanted Zucky to take the lead on that, on that question was because, you know, I just him talking about it just reminded me of all the reasons why I, you know, just feeding off of the energy that Zucky brings to, uh, you know, any given endeavor of his, um, and and specifically and specifically in, in terms of long form interview or, or long form interview. Uh, but at the same time, you know, feeding off of it. And then just in my, in my own sort of set of experiences, just being so heavily involved in the Muslim community for the last 20 to 30 years now, and just, you know, uh, for, uh, ha- having uh, forged those relationships and cultivated those relationships with a lot of individuals, um, you know, whether it's here in the Bay Area or other places, other parts of the country, um, uh, you know, it's just, you know, be wanting to, again, have them on the show and hear their stories was, again, a personal, uh, you know, it, it was an, imp- an, an, an a internal impetus, if you will, for me to want to have those people on the show. So, you know, that's what that's who I think of or who I suggest when I want to talk to someone or what, who we think we should have on our show uh, as our next guest. And I'll just kind of pitch an idea or whatever to Zucky. Um, and, and the same from Zucky's point of view as well in terms of him presenting ideas in terms of who some of our guests uh, or future guests should be. Yeah, just, uh, you know, just to make one point there, I think that's that's an interesting point, Professor, because, you know, you you know, you know, you've had uh, a lot of opportunities to um, connect with a lot of different um, scholars over over time, and um, what you were saying, I think, is a lot of what you know. We were talking before we started the, the interview about uh, Medina Institute and, and what we do on our side, and a lot of us were affected um, very profoundly by certain scholars. And uh, at the time that we conceived of the institute, we really wanted to share that with people. Um, 
and however way we could do it, whether it was through a class or th- through something like a podcast, uh, because uh, you know I think anyone who's had that that really had that opportunity to to interact closely with uh, some of these individuals, you really want just you want everyone to have that, and I think that's in a way what you know what you guys are doing in in sharing these stories and sharing uh, your access to some of these you know, very esteemed individuals because it's something that we want for everybody. And I think that's what all of us are trying to do in whatever avenues of Islamic we're doing. We're just trying to do something good and trying to, you know, just trying to benefit, uh, bring benefit to other people, um, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a class or a conference and so forth. So I, mean, I just wanted to add that in there. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, thank you. Um, I remind me of your question, though. I think that, oh, which which guest? Oh yeah, what guest surprised you, yeah. or you know, really affected <laughs> you, or you know, if if I can offer my my answer, I would say first of all, I've I've enjoyed listening to everyone. I think I think uh, the guest that surprised me the most in in a positive way was was Azhar Usman. I was thinking you would say. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very interesting yeah. podcast. You know, Azar is a very, very, very spiritual person. Um, and I think that yeah. was a really well, a very unique. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Azar is straight up intense, man. He's like an intense dude, right? I, so, I, I say that that's the episode. That's that's diffuse congruence <laughs> with Azar Usman guest starring Lucky and Viz. But what surprised you, though, Zucky? Tell me, about, tell me I, that. I part. Think what, what surprised me is, like, and I've known Azar, you know, gosh. Since I was since I was in junior high, I've known Azhar, you know, uh, so I, I consider him a very old friend. And it, I, I, it, it didn't surprise me how, how erudite he is and how eloquent he is and how thoughtful he is. But I think it surprised me just how much he had to say. And it almost felt like he has been searching for a venue where it could just be sort of Azhar unplugged. And mm-hmm. I was sort of I was gratified that we were able to give him that forum, the open mic, if you will. Uh, yeah, yeah. So just, you know that that's uh, that that's what surprised me, and again, in in a good way. Mm, mm. Well, I'm gonna have a much tougher time answering that question. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, but like Zucky, I mean, I, I I've I've genuinely, and I say this, I genuinely enjoyed listening to and talking to every single person we've had on the show. Um, I I don't know if anyone has surprised me as much as well. Okay, actually, you know, I, uh, one guest, um, uh, when we had uh, Asif Manvi on, I guess, you know, what what, 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 what what surprised me about Asif's story, or just in general that episode, was just, uh, you know, I guess I kind of expected to talk to someone who was, you know, I guess, you know, culturally Muslim. I mean, and, and, I, and I say that not by judging him or anything like that, but just, you know, knowing or, or just his own writings and based on some of the things he himself has said about himself and his his own personal relationship to Islam. What surprised me was the fact that uh, that just how deeply uh, sort of impassioned he was and, and passionate he was about 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 just you know the the very significant you know knowing his own sort of the, the the role that he plays in terms of bringing uh the uh the muslim experience to a wide audience and the kind of level of responsibility he views that with with um and 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 the very kind of methodical as well as uh yeah intentional approach he he, he takes to that um, I, I really appreciated that, and I and I really kind of uh, I guess that 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 did surprise me, um, in terms of like uh, uh, one of the guests that we've had. Yeah, I think actually it goes to show just sort of the general idea that you know you really don't 
you you can't necessarily uh, know a person from their their public persona or uh, you know what they're what they're you know, what they're doing as their major vocation because you really have to sort of get down and have just a normal conversation with them to see you know who That's they right. are That's and right. I think it's you know, just a general you know I think lesson for us as Muslims uh, you know you know in how we judge others or how we shouldn't judge as judge others you know you don't really know the backstory of of uh, of everyone and when we don't know the backstory of of a person you know. The, the default is rahmah, it's, it's having mercy and having love towards that person. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I think in a, in a very real way, I think that if we as a, as a community, uh, as a Muslim community in America are going to not just survive but thrive, is uh, we're going to have to be that sort of quote-unquote big tent community, right, where, you know, we really have to sort of lower the threshold in terms of what our expectations are in terms of membership in this community, right? It has to be it has to be open and broad and, and welcoming to all. And so, you know, we really have to, yeah, really let go of, uh, yeah, just uh, whatever, uh, you know, feelings we may have internally that would preclude others from feeling welcomed and, uh, you know, a part of the Muslim community in America. Well, you know, I mean, I, I think um, the, the next few years are going to be really interesting because I think in many ways they, the, the election has in some ways lit a fire under us to really sort of turbocharge the, the necessity of this. And 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 I say that because some, something I've been saying in my classes for the last few weeks, you know, a lot of people are in, you know, a lot of my students have expressed sort of a, a sense of of despondency. And and one thing I've said is, you know, a lot of things are going to happen politically that we don't have a, a, a stake, in, not a stake, but a say. And and it's easy to look at all of the stuff going on and just feel overwhelmed and like can't do anything. And I say, you know, politics is about. Uh, the macro, but we have to worry about the micro. We have to worry about our inner relationships and and the and the connections that we make. And just circling back to what you said at the top, I mean, we don't know this as a certainty, but I think it's it's a safe assumption that Ben Affleck's Muslim fitness trainer played a role in in him going on Bill Maher's show and being unequivocal in his calling out of anti-Muslim prejudice. And that's the kind of an impact that's in each and every one of our hands, that we all have the ability to make enough of an impact in people's lives that they will do that for other people with other people. And I think that's something that that our show can play some small role in, hopefully. Good, great points. Um... Really appreciate you guys uh, coming on, taking the time to be on the show. Obviously, um, to reach you guys in terms of your podcast, the podcast is Diffuse Congruence. Uh, any other ways they can contact you besides besides listening to the podcast? Uh, yeah, so um, you can uh, email the show uh, if you want to email suggestions, uh, feedback, questions you may have uh, at diffusecongruence at gmail.com. Um, but uh, Zucky has a far uh, deeper online presence than I do. So there's various means of reaching out to Zucky. Uh, but if you also hit us up on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash diffuse congruence, uh, I'm also pretty quick to respond to that. But Zucky, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Zucky's Corner. That's Z-A-K-I-S Corner. That's also my website, Zucky'sCorner.com. And uh, that's also my Instagram. And uh, ba- basically... Uh, if you Google my name, is that like a jerky thing to say? If you Google my name, you can you can find me. Um, no, it's not. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thanks, guys, for for coming on. Uh, really keep up the great work. 
for all the listeners there, thanks for listening. Be, uh, be sure to check out our website, imanware.com, for our latest articles and uh, the podcast episodes. And thanks again. Assalamu alaikum. Oh,